Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, one and all. This is Bakabytes, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frank Furter, and with me today is my co-host, the melting megalomaniac, Magically Average. How are you this week, good sir? It's been a long one. It has been a long one already, and it's only Tuesday. It is only Tuesday, and I am, like, fucking drained already. I know. Like, all of my energy just went into watching uh, Sadaku Ibisuko. <laughs> oh, I know. That 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 show that takes a lot out of you. That show is insane. Yeah. Insane in, I, like, all the best ways. I will apologize for my, my internet being out yesterday, because I was hopeful we could do the show, because yesterday was White Day in Japan. Oh, that's true. And, You're right. And I was so upset that we couldn't do the show on White Day. So, how dare you, good sir? Were you going to give me chocolate? Was that it? I was. I was. Damn. Now I'll never get that chocolate. Well, no. We have a busy week, so let's uh, let's hop right into it. We're going to start with you with uh, ranking of kings. You got an update for us? Apparently, a, just... a terrifying update. Oh yeah. <laughs> There, like, like I've said before, there's a lot of twists and turns in this show, but the the main focus of this episode was basically Boji fights his dad. Um, so that was interesting, but oh my gosh, the battle sequence is incredible. Like they, they I Boji's dad was dead. Yeah, my God. well, we'll put timestamps in here for spoilers, but yeah, uh, to to get y'all up to speed, uh, he gets resurrected and he gets basically like resurrected in the body of Dida, Prince Dida. Um, so like Dida's soul is basically encapsulated, like in like it's trapped inside his own body and. Boji's dad, King Bose's soul, takes over Dida's body. It's kind of weird. Was this weird. what that like blood ritual thing was at the beginning of yeah. the show? That the guy like slapped the cup away, and then does he go back yeah. and go for seconds? Exactly. Mm, see, you got okay. Yeah, I haven't so, watched that far, but apparently I got it. Nido. <laughs> it's um. I mean, it, it's not like a a terrible. The the weird thing about this show is that I feel like there's not a lot of things where it's like big spoiler because it's just like everything's sort of falling into place. It's not. And when I say like there's twists and turns, it's more like you just don't know who's siding with whom and like who's it, whose plans are going to really come to fruition. It's just like that part is chaos, but the rest of it is like, you know, it's, it kind of lays itself out and you, you kind of see the big picture episode to episode. But yeah, this episode, Boji fights his dad and it is so cool how they choreograph the fight because again, Boji's small and Prince Dida's just slightly bigger than Boji. 
in in height but the way they 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 pictured Dida was that King Bose's soul was the one fighting Boji. So like King Bose is, you know, this giant. He's an actual giant. And so his like image is just him like swinging his giant hammer and like smashing the ground and Boji's like dodging it and like, you know, using his his sword techniques to to defend and, you know, counterattack. Like he's hitting the side of the building and Boji's running on it. Like all the while, you know, it's it's really Dida who's again about the same height as Boji, the one like swinging it. So it's it's so cool how the entire fight is choreographed. But that was the big piece of it, and, and at the end, um, Boji wins. Shocker! Wow, but in wow. winning, I know. In winning, basically, what happens is Bose's like, "Well, shit, I can't complete my goal." Like, I, I can't keep my promises to Moranjo, who's the sorceress that he teams up with. Um, and and she, he actually saves in his earlier days. And she does too many deals with the king. What is, I don't know if he's the king devil or just the devil. It's hard to determine. Hmm. But basically, she sold her, her soul so much to him to get revived. And... <laughs> like for for her own selfish purposes, which is to run off with Bose and, and flaunt around the world and do magical things. Um well he dies again. Um Classic. so she is like, Well, no point in me living, might as well kill me. And as their souls are like going up into the heavens, the devil comes out of like nowhere, just like is like there, and everyone's like, Oh, uh, hello. And he's like, mine. And he flies up after Maranjo's soul and is like, nom, 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 and eats it. And Bose is like, god damn it. <laughs> like flies Not off. again. <laughs> Basically. But the end of the episode is, was the terrifying part. We were talking before the show started, and I was like, I have, to, I have to re-familiarize myself with this episode. And I went to just like the last two seconds, and I was like, oh, yeah, right, the nightmare sequence. Basically, Maranjo is like, cool i'm in hell and she sees this little demon kid and the demon kid's like hi welcome um this is your perpetual state of uh never-ending suffering and damnation welcome and it's just she she looks over and the devil is there's no other way to describe it he's eating the souls and then regurgitating them and then eating them again and then regurgitating them and like forming them back into like their original shapes and then eating it. Like it's a never ending cycle. And the, the, the episode ends with just a slow pan on Moranjo, who's like looking off, just petrified. And then it ends and it goes into this happy ending song. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I, I need a nightlight tonight. I've been asleep with, um, I need a teddy bear yeah. or something. This was. I was about to, was about to oh. say you were telling me that you were taking a nice relaxing bath. This feels like this yeah. would like counteract it, any and all of that. Yeah, a, a, a little pee may have came out at the end. Just oh, a little. Oh God! Fun. Now you're bathing in your own pee. God, who are you? Uh, I shouldn't every say other me- person uh, melt- who takes baths. You're not the melting megalomaniac. You're the leaking megalomaniac. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm the slightly leaky one. Oh. But no, gross. this show is. <laughs> the show is so good. I I am I'm really surprised too 
at how well it's progressed because when when the first part ended it it ended in like a weird spot where you really couldn't tell where they were going to go next and like how much was was left to be told because part one is like a great story in itself part two has just been action-packed episode to episode like absolute bonkers every single week which is a complete deviation from the first part which was more setting up the story setting up right. you know the characters that were involved in their backstory and histories like it is utter chaos but it's so fun to watch and it is it is still emotionally gripping like you you experience so many emotions episode to episode that like when you're done you're like i need to take a nap i feel I nothing now I, yeah you're like i need to like recharge I just i can't nothing you say or will affect me at all good night <laughs> yep but, but yeah go watch ranking of kings it is a fantastic yeah. show I know that we used to have to like differentiate as to where we were watching these shows. We would occasionally say we we need to get better about it, but like I was gonna say, oh, where can you watch it? But duh, Funimation and Crunchyroll are now one, so go watch well, it. On and one of those. In, in fairness, I mean, we still have to point out Netflix shows because we have Comey next That's season. That's true. So next Comey will be on Netflix and, again. And Summertime Rendering next season, which is going to be on Disney Plus. Yes, and I think. There are there might I we'll have to double check the list, but there's also High Dive too. So mm, well, there's there some was like one, one. There was one show this season with High Dive uh, that got teasing. like a third season. Yeah, teasing Takamaki or something like that. Yeah, teasing uh, Master I don't, I don't Takagi. Yeah, I, yeah. Names names are hard. Names are hard. <laughs> I don't I don't remember names. Speaking of re- not remembering names, we're gonna talk about Salaryman's Club, which is a oh delight. boy. So last last episode, I talked about how like they really kind of went into like the whole business side of the show, and like here's business, here's how a product is born, here's how a product is like goes through development and R and D and testing and marketing or like you know market testing, and here are your statistics, here's how you present it to your board, here's how it gets approved. Okay, cool. This episode was purely just badminton. They go back to the tournament of just like, hey, they're in the sixth round or something like that. And they are like, they, a couple episodes, they did a practice run against another team and they got their asses handed to them. Wait, hang on. They, they did the business episode interrupting an ongoing tournament? It broke up the tournament arc. It actually made it feel like an actual show and not just like, oh, we're going to throw shit at you for 24 episodes straight. Weird. I mean, I, I guess it's a little refreshing. No, it's but nice. You- it's like, it's not like, hey, here's here's just a bunch of shit over and 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 over again. Here's like here's like what you came for here's a little bit of fun and just like a little bit of suspense in that like marketing episode because they almost didn't have the ingredients to make the product and everything almost went to shit so it's like cool they actually talk about business woes and struggles and how to launch a product and now they're we're back to the action we're back to what you came for and um a few episodes they had a practice match against this team and got their basically keisters handed to them um because the way it's set up is you do uh, the first match is uh, duos, so you have two v two, 
Second match is uh, 1v1, like you have one specific guy versus one specific guy, and then if it has to go to a third match, it's 2v2 again. Well, the first 2v2 in the practice run, they lost because a guy could not... You know, they were still in front of a crowd, and one guy has like anxiety performing in front of people, so they they got their keysters handed to them, and then you know singles I don't think happened, and then they did another duos, and they lost in three sets because you know they were playing the number two team in the nation. And this time around, the number two team plays first against you know our main character and his senpai, sensei, whatever you want to call him. And they ended up winning. So it's, you know, 1-0 for the good guys. And then they lose two straight and they lose the tournament and they're knocked out. So, yeah. But um, there's, I know I haven't talked about this show all season long, but, like, there's there's a side character in this throughout that is in, like, QA uh, testing to where it's like, hey, this isn't, like, this isn't quality, yada, yada, we can't push this out. Or, like, he's very strict. But he used to play badminton. He didn't because he has a family now and he doesn't, you know, family comes first, etc. And this, like, last episode or the last time they were at the tournament, um, they he went to the tournament, watched the game because he was uh, obligated to via work. And this time he brings his family and his family realizes how much he wants to play. So at the end of the episode, they're like, hey, you've sacrificed so much for us. Go fucking play. Go have fun. Go do your thing. And so it's like every, the whole team kind of like going off to get drinks after their loss Aww. and whatever. It was actually like, I was just like, hold it together, Frank. Hold it the fuck together, Frank. Because it was just like, it was just like, it was very heartfelt. It was a very heartfelt scene. And like he runs after his teammates and the coach. And by the time, like, and it's like this late 20s, early 30 year old man just running after just these these guys who are also in their young to late 20s, early 30s. And he's like, I run two miles every day. I do some strength training. I do this and that. I haven't played a while, so I'll be a little rusty, but please let me play. And they're like, about fucking time, dude. Like, we've been waiting <laughs> for you. And it just ends on, like, such a fucking high note. Because, like, also another thing that happened during the tournament, which, you know, it was just kind of a side note. And I'm a little sporadic because, you know, whatever. The show is just kind of all over the place. Um, the main guy's partner, the he's a eh, probably early 30s, mid 30s like the last hit he hit and to win the game he came down on his leg and like sprained something like it, it did like that like he lands in like x-ray like fucking mortal Kombat and just like oh, like sniper elite style yeah like something like got like crunched or whatever so it's just like ooh. Ugh. so now it's like okay they have another tournament like the big tournament the one that matters in like three months or something like that it's like okay how are they gonna split up the teams who's going to play who's not going to play etc so it's a very good episode it's a very good show if you like haiku you'll like this it's on crunchyroll yeah it's on crunchyroll just go watch it It, if you want to just turn your brain off and watch a sports anime this this is the one this is the one to do because if we turn our brains off fully we'll just be watching attack on titan which that is my transaction that is my transition into this show for the rest of the season i feel like because I it was I really okay in all fairness I really enjoyed this episode it was a mixture of plot progression and action it was what you wanted it was finally just like okay cool we're gonna tip down one domino let's see how many more come after it after this episode 
but um i mean it was coming like part coming to terms of what we had to do like both sides knowing like in the future what they have to do near and far and putting that plan to action and how like will it work or will it not work and i i'm gonna let you uh handle the plot on this one real quick just like a brief summary just give us a brief summary of this one yeah i it's so painful to have to do this but i don't know why you make me i think it's just because you hate me um so it basically starts with them from the previous episode they're they're eyeballing and scoping out the Jaegerist who have captured one of the main ports on the on Paradis and they realize that they have the and I'm gonna butcher their name, the Azumabito clan, I believe. It was Yeah. The, we'll just what, call them, we'll just call them the um the what is it when you build shit? Engineers. We'll just call them the engineers. Yeah. It it was the it was the clan that when they when they first showed up to Paradis um, reached out to Mikasa because she had a symbol on her arm and it was uh, a long lineage of, of people from this clan. Um, they're back. Surprise. And basically, our good guy squad, I guess we'll just call them, consisting of the Marley uh, fighters, so Reiner, uh, Annie, Gabby Falco and the one dude in the cart Titan, and then all of the actual like other characters like Armin and Connie and Mikasa. Um, they're like, okay, so we got to go kill the Jaegerist. <laughs> and like Mikasa and Connie and Armin and, and John are like, uh, no, let's, let's try not to. Um, they're our friends. And I'm like, oh, I don't care. And they're like, no, we got to kill them because they have this flying boat thing. Uh, and we need the Azumabito to engine, like to control it, basically. Like they're the engineers. They have to fly it. And, and that's the only way we're going to be able to catch up to yeah. to Aaron and the giant walking Titans because they made a note for, at the end of last episode or maybe this episode that uh, there's a whole bunch of steam coming from the water and that they've likely already reached like Marley at this point, like the, the, the coastline of Marley with how so fast like, they were traveling, et cetera, et cetera. They're yeah. probably there already. Yep. So Armin's like, all right, I got you fam. I came up with an idea. Basically what happens is they stage like a fake, uh, they're like, running for it. They're going it. back to Marley. Yeah. Like basically they said like they found the, the cart Titan and, the and an armor titan so they're chasing after them and they ran a particular way and they need the flying boat to be operational in order to get them quicker um hurry up and get it so then like armin and connie go to the end of the dock where there's two jaegerists there that are obviously buddies of theirs they're like dude what the fuck you got explosives on this thing take it off meanwhile i, I and i remembered his name now his name is flock flock yep. is like hold up just shooting engineers left and right just for funsies. And he's like, wait a minute. This something smells fishy here. And I can't remember what sets it off, but basically they, they're at the end of the dock and they're kind of like doing this weird, like trying to hold it in, but have really creepy smiles when they're talking to the agorist. They're like, Hey, take off the explosives. We're on your side. 
we promise. And they're like, what do you mean you we betrayed you? We didn't betray you. No. Yeah. We're um, your friends. And I can't remember the incident when it happens, but but basically, oh, I know. Flock is is going to shoot the leader of the engineer clan. And in comes, I think, like Mikasa or, or John or both of them. I don't know. But they come in and steal him away, and they shoot some of the Aegirus, and then Flock yells out. They're like, they're betraying us. So then the one dude pops Armin in the face like five I times. Thought, no, no, no. Wait, wasn't Flock the kid? No, that's Falco. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Frank, leave the names to the melting megalomaniac, please. You're We've been over you this before. Leaking. The leaking. The, sorry, the leaking. The leaking. God damn it. So, Anywho. Yeah, so Armin gets shot a bunch of times. But then, you know, because he's got the um, colossal titan in him, he just gets back up, teeth all over the place, just gurgling, like tackles the dude. Connie is like tackles the other guy. A whole bunch of stuff happens. The armor titan and and the female titans show up. They start kicking the piss out of everyone, quite literally, just bouncing a bunch of Jaegerists around like crazy. Um, the rest of the squad takes the engineers down to the basement. They're like, the engineers are like, what the fuck? We're trapped now. And it's like, ha ha, you thought so. And then the titans start beating the crap out of each other. And then basically the episode ends with, and I know it's supposed to be like emotional and heartfelt and stuff, but basically Connie's like, listen, I don't want to do this, but we're you friends. Know, we're because we're friends. And then it's like flashback to like when they were in the, the scouts training and stuff. And then Connie just shoots the ever-loving bejesus out of the two of them. And then, like, yells to the sky and cries, and the episode's over. Dawes and Samuel, by the way. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't care about them. They're dead now. But I'm not on a Wikipedia or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, to, I guess to echo what you said, it, it was entertaining. I'll, I'll give it that. But I, it, it, all these episodes have left me with this feeling of why, why do I care? Like, why, why do... Does this episode mean I feel anything like... to the progression of stuff? Because, like, I, I see what you mean when it comes to, like, they're setting up or, like, they're starting to knock over the domino. But here's, I feel like they knocked my... it over and then they put it right back up. They're like, well, yeah, uh, little mistake. That's, and that's my fear for what the next two episodes, because there's two episodes left. And presumably, if the rumors are true, they're going to announce a movie. I've seen one rumor from just a guy in a server saying, no, they'll just make a part three and make it like 10 episodes or something. I'm like, that's, that's, I don't know. They wouldn't do that. They would just end it at the part two or they would fucking just do a movie. But, um, I think that my fear is that they have two episodes left. They're, they're gonna remain on the Island for the, like, entirety of the two episodes they're not going to show any of marley for the rest of the season i think that they're gonna wrap up the fighting between flock and the jaegerists in the next episode and the episode after that is like what are we gonna do uh here's our plan okay let's enact our plan credits and that's how i think the season's gonna end and and then they're you know immediately after at that anime fest or whatever festival it is that they've lined it up in japan um they're just gonna be like surprise movie coming and they better do it within a fucking year or else you're gonna lose your audience like i'm already it, it better come out this year like it no, better be released 2020 yeah it within better be released year. in 2022 
Oh, like, I don't know if they'll do that. We'll see. There's no, I, I, I know that. I, I can already hear the comments too of like you, you, you guys don't read the manga, you don't understand all the history and nope. lore, and like, like I get that. I, I and I, I've seen TikToks and stuff, and and I want to make one so bad, but I know it. Like it, when you insult an anime that's it's as popular as Attack on Titan, it's just basically like digging your own grave on social media. But if you look at the entirety of Attack on Titan that's out so far, right? So we're we're still two episodes left in in part 4 or season 4 part 2, right? But if you look at everything so far, this show as a show, as an anime is so average. It's so average. Like I I I can't describe how much useless exposition there is in episodes there's so much filler and yes it is filler it doesn't provide anything to the to the story to anything into the progression of the plot there's so many episodes like this and i again i get it it's likely drawing a straight from the manga they don't want to deviate too much but in terms of like creating a show that's entertaining and has like a very consistent flow when it comes to plot and story, which I find to be a very difficult thing for anime to do. But when an anime does it well, it makes the show infinitely better. You just come out with this show that is so clunky. Like it's so inconsistent episode to episode. Not, I'm not talking season to season, right? Like, cause you know, you can pick out shows like Promise Neverland, season one, great. Season two, absolute garbage. Don Machi, season one, great. Season two, pretty mediocre. Like, Attack on Titan has, like, you just don't know what you're going to get episode to episode. Like, one episode could be 10 out of 10, stellar. Can't make any mistakes. The next episode could be, like, absolute dog shit. No purpose. Bored out of my mind. Like, I, it, I just don't understand how. How, how things, how we got here, and and people are still like, no, 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 best show, best show in the world. I would no competition. I would disagree mostly, except for the fact that I enjoyed seasons one through three. Seasons one through three, absolutely to me, were amazing. Hang on, no, be honest. I said that was the season first, two great. The first half of season two is not great. The second half was, and it's not good. Frank, you can't you can't get half the questions right on a test and go. I everybody's did, I did really got good. everybody's got opinions. No, I get it, but but it, it, it you can't like I I understand its opinion. <laughs> I understand like I don't I don't judge anyone for liking a show, right? I'm more trying to wrap my mind around the reasoning behind why Attack so, on Titan is so as popular me, as it let is. Let me let me continue. And, and you know what? It's probably because most of the people that really do enjoy and love it. Have Our mouth breathers? Really? No, 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 no. Let's not let's not go and in insulting everybody. Okay, <laughs> we're not we're not watching Data Live. Anyways, oh God. Anywho, that was a jab. I'm sorry. Not really. Um, <laughs> sorry. You're not yeah. mouth breathers. You're just brain dead. But go on. Oh God. All right. Anywho, no. I would say that like the people who probably are defending it are the ones that have done the extra steps done the homework watched every little bit of content read the manga know how it ends etc etc and they're very excited for it there are going to be the people who watch the anime only and that are still you know ride and die because either a this is about the only anime they've watched or one of the handful 
which you know it is what it is it is it's fine there's no problem with that or b like they they just uh, they i don't know i can't really defend this show anymore because like again first half of season two was like this is kind of a weird take you're going at but okay i'll stick with it second half of season two thought was excellent season three to me bomb diggity loved it season four you lost me at season four season four part one started out fucking like where are we what is going on why it took you five fucking episodes to understand what was going on and by the time you understood what was going on the plan is over the plan has been enacted you're mid plan you're fighting the fucking hammer titan the and it's just all gone to shit not really because i mean it's gone to shit once gabby shoots uh what's her face and then you have political yeah. bullshit, and that's when I agree that, like, after that first part of attacking Marley, you don't know if your episode that you're getting that week is going to be great or absolute dog shit. And I, I would agree with you there. Season four has been the most inconsistent in its storytelling, in its plot, like, in its progression, and just pacing. Just everything about it has been so wonky that it's really hard to defend like if you're taking everything in as a whole season four makes it hard to defend it if you're just taking it season by season i would just say this is a weak season let's move on because back to your argument don machi season one great season two not great season three return to form this is a fucking great season so like you can have your ups and downs so like overall to me attack and titan is great season four you've lost me a bit like this show as an overall went from nine ten to like eight seven, low seven. Like this, it's it's just one of those things. Like you really just like, I feel like Attack on Titan needed to do the bare minimum to stick a landing, to just fucking make it like the next big anime, big cultural cultural worldwide phenomenon of like Japanese animation. And this ain't it, Chief. This just the season is just so far inconsistent that it's so hard to defend what we have watched because like if if we're doing it as a whole it's hard to defend but if you're doing it season by season I'd be like no fuck you season two overall was really good not great really good because the first season or first half part of it was slow season three I thought was phenomenal like you. Season 3 was one of the best seasons of anime I've watched. I, I will stick to that to this day. Every episode at the end, I was like, holy shit, that was crazy. What's going to happen next? And it, and it wasn't because there was action scenes every time. It was just the plot was progressing and pacing, or the plot's pace was so good. And the story was so, like, you could finally put the pieces together. Like, oh, it's happening. And then season 4, you're just like, nope, bye, gone. We're in Marley. You don't. It's three years into the future. Where? What? Huh? Yeah. You're I, you're 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 fucking Aaron in a hospital, mental hospital. <laughs> mm. and, okay. Yeah, I, I think it just all comes back to pacing. Because I mean, it it, I, it does, it does, and they've and because they're trying to set this up for a movie, the pacing is thrown off so fucking much because they're literally taking an episode per chapter. They're drawing out like. I, from what I've seen, because I haven't read it, from what I've been told and from what I've heard, like they're doing literally a chapter or chapter and a half per episode, which a chapter of Attack on Titan and most manga is 19 pages. 
Do you know how little dialogue you can have in one chapter? Go read fucking... By the way, great manga. Go read My Hero Academia Vigilantes. You get... Like, these last few chapters, you've gotten bare minimum dialogue and can get through it like that. And it, it is absolutely amazing i cannot wait for that show to be animated because that's sh- that f- it's so good it's so much better than my hero academia honestly uh, it really is that's yeah we, we we talk about that another day but i just it's sad to see that they're e- they're more than likely going to do a movie i don't think they'll do another season because i think that they want to make the most bang for their buck and after they've seen what demon slayer's done in theaters what they've seen jujutsu kaisen do in theaters they're like cool we're gonna end the show on a movie and we're going to just bring in the big bucks here. Yeah. And, and like, cause like if you want to see how this ends, you have to go to the movies. And, and that's what really like, I'm going to go pay. I'm going to, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy the fucking ticket. I'm going to go see how it ends, but I'm not going to be happy that I am like I, this, we were promised. This is the final season. Sure. Don't fucking continue it in a movie. If this is the quote unquote final. Yeah. I, and we'll find we'll find that out in two weeks if it is, or actually I think at the end of this weekend. Yeah, um, it's for the. An- it's, I don't know when Anime Japan is. That's the convention that they're going to be presenting yeah, at. Yeah, and I think that's this coming weekend. So we'll we'll find out by the end of this weekend. I think. Yeah. Uh, if if it is going to be a movie or not, but it's just so frustrating at times. But I really enjoyed this episode as a whole. Yeah, but we got like we got. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll do something real quick. But yes, I, I like the episode. Truthfully. I'm going to present you with a hypothetical, okay? If you were to truncate all of, like, so remove all the parts that you didn't like from season two, right? Remove Mm -hmm. and sort of crunch up what happens in season two and season three into, like, a 24-episode season. Like, kind of scrunch it up there and then transition into what's been presenting in season four. All the good bits as the final season. I think there's your show, right? That's no. that's the ideal, I, and that's what I was getting at before. Is like all the all the parts and all uh, in, in the seasons where people have been like, you know, it's slow, it's not paced well, but the rest of it really speeds up. Yeah, keep that. Like season one is absolutely perfect when it comes to like just a season. You set up the background, you set up what's going to happen next, you set up the mystery of like the Titans, right? Aaron becoming a Titan, the this female Titan that shows up. Like, you set up all of these different factors in season one. Just continue it on. Let it flow into season two. But every single time they have to do, like, this grinding halt of, like, well, hang on, we got to set up something else first. And they, it's like a pause. And then they get back into the flow of things. Just, just go with the flow. Let it progress as is. I understand that it's probably drawing from the backstory of the manga. I get it. But, like... For a show to entertain get like your audience, you gotta just keep up that pace. You can't go fast and then stop and fast and stop. It's that's too clunky. And you lose people, like myself, throughout as you progress. Cause people just can't keep up with it. I I still I'll still stand by what I just stated. That like I think that it's all needed just for the fact that season two and three they did or season two specifically did have its pacing issue, but that pacing issue was uh, more so here are the dominoes that we're trying to set up for the second half and let's knock them all down. And they did that flawlessly. Season four tried to replicate that 
and it's just been like, oh, one domino fell down, let's set it back up, put it a little closer, knock it down again, cool, it knocked down the next two, but they didn't knock down the fourth one, so let's set them back up again, knock them all down again, oh, it didn't get the seventh one, cool, let's put them back up, like, it's been just so inconsistent in that degree that I feel like that that's why it's losing me episode to episode. But again, this episode, it's very good. It's 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 really kind of heartbreaking because it, they are fighting their friends. But at the same time, you pick the most two friends. Like, you pick the two friends that I don't remember a lick about. <laughs> I was going to say that, too. I don't like, I don't remember a fucking lick about like fucking Dawes or I don't remember the other Samuel? guy's name I already said Samuel. Like what? I don't remember that. Yeah. I really don't because they didn't really set all too much up with like they didn't within the three seasons you had, you to my remembrance, didn't give them any fucking backstory. If this was a Sasha that you were killing off, or a fucking, like, Mikasa, or not even Mikasa, but just, like, a Connie, a Sasha, Jean, any of them. If it is somebody that you've already talked about, spent, and developed this character, that scene would have been more significant to me. That would have been more heartfelt. But the fact that you picked, like, two fucking faceless people out of the crowd that just so happened to be in their training class, it's just like... Oh, I think okay. that that goes to my point of like the, there's a lot of dominoes, but some of them are pretty useless. They they went for sheer amount versus effective amount, and I think that's where a lot of my anger comes from. Is that there's just Fair. there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to knock down, but you could have done it in a more efficient way. And I know Sasha's already dead. She's been dead at the beginning of season <laughs> four. Thanks, Gabby. But you know what? It still stands. Like if she was still alive, like that would have been an impactful scene. Yeah. But Speaking of impactful, this show is the fucking let's let's just be honest. This is probably the best show of the of the year so far. My dress up, darling. Yes. What a fucking great show. So this goes beyond anything you and I know about the show because it, we talked about I think last episode or two episodes ago, like oh we've caught up with what's physically out right now in the U.S., which is volume four. Legitimately, the last episode, not this past episode, but last week, blew through volume four and then this was the end of volume four and then some so where to even fucking begin because like you get the end of like the photo shoot which is great wholesome and like i think i may have talked about it a little too early last episode in which like juju is like you took what matters most to me with the utmost care and that's why i love you and i i minor spoiler for that my bad um it's so i mean weak, you could have just said now. you you were really, you were really accurate. I, mean, I remember I was, watching. Yes, it was a <laughs> I was good watching guess. This, I was watching the episode, and I'm like, pretty sure Frank said this verbatim in in our last Baka Bites recording. I was like, good yeah. on you, Frank. Didn't realize you yeah. cheated. Well, I mean, I to be fair, I read that volume <laughs> like the right yeah, that no. night of, of watching that episode, so I was like, it yeah. kind of blurred together. So, um, that's my bad. But, I mean, it was the minor of minor spoilers. It's just why she loves him. But um, you get the end. You get them looking through the photos and just them not gossiping, but just, like, going goo-goo for each other. Just like, man, I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous of you. And Juju, like, you know, talks to her sister in which she's like, you know, I'm jealous of your physique. Like, I only pick these characters that make me look cute because I fit their character. But, like, if I had your physique, if I had your height, yada, yada, like... I would be doing other things and like, I'm jealous of you. 
and then her sister just kind of just like flashback to gojo or yeah gojo just being like you don't know what's going on in somebody's head at all like at all times so it's just like she's she kind of just like okay so there's more to people than meets the eye like than what they're giving me i don't know what's going on in people's heads all the time no matter how close i am to them so that's why you have to talk to people so you can understand what they're thinking but um it was, I mean, that that itself was a great scene, like a bonding between sisters in which, um, I forget the sister, not Juju, but the the, old, the younger sister, she's basically like, you know, when I reach high school, I'm going to get a part-time job and we're going to cosplay together. And her sister was like, yes, I would love that. That would be great. And, you know, you get a heartfelt family moment. And then on the other hand, you have uh, Marin, uh, Kitagawa and gojo just looking at the photos and just both of them are blown away and they're like so this is what a camera can really do holy shit (laughs) and and kitagawa is just you know because she's just a fangirl of everything she's just like everything is amazing everything is perfect everything all these shots are gorgeous like what the hell and uh it's so good but uh like just that first part of it was really good and then you go into the second, I wouldn't say second half of the episode, but more so two thirds of the episode, where is here's the next cosplay. Fucking Gojo's on summer break and he's like, ah, the next cosplay is already done because it's so skimpy and I get to practice drawing faces on dolls. Summer break is the best. And uh, you kind of get a flashback as to what the cosplay is about. It's a video game fighting, it's a fighting video game character in which. She literally just wears, like, just a single solitary, like, two-inch piece of cloth with a belt buckle in the middle across her bosom and fucking panties or, like, short shorts. Yeah. And a muzzle. And that's about it. Yeah. There's not much to it. Nope. And that's when uh, she comes over to just, like, be like, hey, let's try, or not try this on, but she comes over and... Gojo's like, oh, I wasn't expecting you. Yes, yes, I'm coming to the door. Opens the door, and there she is, tan as ever-living shit. And you're like, oh, God. To match the character, uh, we'll say. She ma- she matched the character, but I was just... The first thing that came to mind was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. They kind of did goes... a brown... They kind of did a brown face. And just... No. Uh, Why would you do that? But then she's like, it's, it's, it's tone... It's like makeup that you can apply to your whole body and you're still just like just get a fake tan and this would be so much better okay whatever yeah. we'll, we'll just let this one slip under the radar because you're you're amazing kitagawa anywho um because it's summertime she's sweaty she takes a shower or whatever and uh when they're talking about the costume and everything kitagawa mentions like oh yes like a healthy underboob will do everybody good and that's when Gojo realizes, like, I don't think I could take seeing Kitagawa in fucking this costume because of the underboob. And before, like... Well, just the overall, like, yeah, amount skimpiness. Of, of skin. skin the skimpiness of the costume. Yeah. And before she could even, tr- like, Kitagawa could try it on, she gets so excited, she trips and falls and bonks her head. And she's like, well, I can't apply, like, put my wig on. Well, I guess this cosplay is going to have to wait for another day. And instead, they end up going shopping, but not for her. This time, for him. And they go to, like, hip stores to try and find him an outfit because all he wears out 
is like his like doll making the Hina doll making robe type thing that he wears around the house. So she just wants to get him some normal ass clothes. So whenever they go out, he can wear some normal ass clothes and they take him to some like Ed Hardy ass place. No, they take him to uni uni, which is supposed to be like Uniqlo, which is a really big Japanese like clothing store. And for those of you who don't know who Uniqlo is, which is myself, it's like an Ed Ed Hardy type looking place. Uh, where they like, have some a very lot of the... ex- very loud and and clothing, I would say. You know, it's it's kind of it can be very. Out there. It is very loud clothing, which nothing against that. But like, if we're talking about everything they picked out, it was very loud. They picked oh, yeah. out things with like flowers on it. They had things with flames on it. They had things with just the weird patterns on it. Like, yeah, all buttoned down, very crazy, chaotic looking shirts. And he tries on everything Kitagawa throws at him, and he is just mortified more and more every shirt he puts on. And the person who's helping them at, like, the store is like, surely this isn't her boyfriend. No. Well, let's see if it looks good on you. And he opens up the curtains, and it's just, like, Gojo is just mortified. The salesman is, like, mortified but trying to sell him on the clothing. Like, it looks great. And then Kitagawa... find you something else to try on because it's so good. And then Kitagawa is just like, hmm, every time. And you finally get her internal thoughts like, oh, my fucking God, this guy is so hot. Oh, my God, I'm so in love with him. What? And it's just, it's just like, you dipshit. We love you. But why? <laughs> He's adorable. Leave she her alone. Is. I don't think they actually end up uh, finding him clothes at the end. No. Uh, no. But uh, they they leave the store and they're, they're about to go home. And that's when Gojo drops the bomb on Kitagawa. Like, hey, I I can't I can't help you with this cosplay. I really can't. Like, it. I and he and she's like, you have to tell me why because like I can't cosplay without you. Like, I need you. And he's like, yeah, that under boob is just like I didn't think that it would affect me the way it would, but uh, I won't be able to look at you. And then and she just starts cracking up and just like kind of like playful punching him, just like ah. Why didn't you say that to begin with? I thought this was some super serious thing. And he's like, well, would you stop it? Like, stop teasing me. And then she whispers in her his ear, like, you want me to send you a, you want me to send you a photo? <laughs> and he freaks. Why did you say it like that? I mean, why did she say it like that? Uh, I mean, she, she just whispers, like, you want me to send you a photo? No, you and said it like... You like want me to send you a photo? <laughs> yeah, there you go. And and he just flips out. He's like, what the fuck? And then the episode ends, and it's fucking... It's, this show is so fucking good. It's so fucking good. It's, it's very it's, cute. It's adorable as shit. It's heartfelt, it's adorable as shit, and it's a little etchy. Who doesn't and like somewhat that? educational when it comes to cosplay. Sure. We'll we'll go with that. We'll throw <laughs> a, we'll throw a little bit of educational in there. What it we'll, is the author? I mean, the author does their research and like they they try to do as get as much knowledge of cosplay. You know what goes into it, making it. That's know, like saying Salaryman's Club is like educational in business. <laughs> yeah, it's like saying Food Wars is educational in culinary arts. 
I guess. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's a, that's about the good. That's a that's a good way to equate it. But oh God, this show is above and beyond anything that I ever thought it would be. Like I knew it was going to be good. Like everybody knew it was going to be good. But like the quality of it, the just the voice acting in it, everything about this show has just been top notch. And every week I look forward to watching this show like without fail so i'm gonna be sad when this is gone and i'm gonna be sad at the end of the year trying to decide if komi or kitagawa is fucking best girl of the year you're gonna have because, such a hard time deciding because season already, two of is gonna be so much better it's like it's gonna be so oh, much yeah. better than season one season one was oh, yeah. great but season two is gonna be so much better and it's just like oh uh, to decide between the two of them Mm-mm. I can't. I can't do it. I, I, I don't know. And the one thing I do know, though, is that the solidly number three show of the season, if not the number two show of the season, is Sabakui Visco. Like, we Dude. we watched we watched the newest episode before we recorded this together. And holy shit. It's not that just the plot went hard. It's not that the progression went hard. It's... The music, the music went fucking Everything hard. went hard. Everything in this show went fucking hard, but specifically to me was just the the music. The music went so fucking hard and elevated everything about the show just 10 notches. Like it went from like metal, it went to or it went to metal to kind of like almost edm where it was like a beat getting higher and higher and higher and higher to like a drop and then that drop going into like more metal with just like grunge singing just like or you know kind of growling singing like holy shit this episode was so fucking good and if you have not watched sabikui disco go fucking watch it it's on crunchyroll it is it is it is an anime ass anime in all the best ways, the plot progression, like, as we said it last week, like, as crazy as this show is, it's easy to follow. You're not questioning anything like, oh, this doesn't make sense. How did we get here? No. You can you can kind of, like, tell how we got here. You know exactly what's going on. Like, this show is so fucking good. And you want to know something? I really hope that it just sticks the fucking landing because God, I need a show that sticks a fucking landing. Yeah, like we, last, we could use one. Last year, like between fucking Promise Neverland and fucking Wonder Egg Priority, like Wonder Egg Priority just had to stick a landing. It just had to just like, it just had to do it. It was so close, and it just wasn't, and uh, just. Stick the fucking landing, Bisco. Stick it. It doesn't even have to be, like, amazing. It doesn't have to be great. It just has to be a good landing. That's all I want. But the show, like, plot-wise, to sum it up real easy, like, since the main bad guy is dead, Bisco's dead, Pau, uh, Milo, and old old man Jenkins, I can't remember his name. You're close, Jobby. Javi, Javi Jenkins, same thing. Um, they all kind of meet, and they're like, "Oh, where's where's Bisco?" And the you know, Milo's like, "Oh, he didn't make it. And he's in my heart now." And he's like, "Okay, cool." 
And that's when... Whatever that means. <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. I guess he's not here anymore. He's dead as shit. I don't know what you're talking about, a heart. Anywho, um, that's when the robot thingamajig that destroyed Tokyo to begin with came alive and just started and, wreaking havoc. And when we say came alive, too, not like like transformer style it's all robotic it like awoke this thing was part human fleshiness part robot and a whole lot of really unnerving unsettling groaning this like, show became the better attack on titan show like yeah. it, it literally the it transformed from a robot and spoiler alert we find out near the end of the episode it's the governor who was dead in the rust. He took over the robots, like the soul just transferred into the robot, and he's like, cool, I'm a humanoid robot now. Here's my veins, here's my like see-through skin, and I'm going to fuck shit up and try and find uh, Bisco to try and kill him again, but he doesn't realize he's already dead, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, this show literally became Attack on Titan, but better. That, at least for this part. season. For this yeah. season. like This show is insane i'm loving this show and we did a little digging like i this show or this episode specifically the the music the music went so fucking hard in all the best ways like it elevated this episode to just a, an 11 out of 10 yeah and i looked up who did the music and it was like a first timer i don't remember her name but she like she there's a credit for a woman on the show and this is her first sh major show of doing the music and it's just like she's 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 going to be big she's going to be big kid she's going to make it big but um I'm kidding if you want to go over the plot i just i can't even get a fucking thought uh, straight because of how insanely <laughs> great this episode was like i i can't yeah i mean there's not really much else yeah because the i think the robots it's a susion i believe that's what it's called but it, yeah, it awakes, just kind of gets up out of the rubble of the factory where the they were making the artificial rust in, and it's like, hey guys, and just opens its mouth and goes, Bleh! and a giant like rust ball shoots up into the air, and everyone's like, the hell is that? And off in the distance, just explodes, and everyone's like, oh fuck! All right, so we <laughs> we find out that. Like, nothing really works against it. There's, like, a bunch of tanks there. It just breathes rust on them, kills everything. It's got a laser eye that, like, zooms through things and just explodes them instantaneously. So you're like, oh, cool. So the, the end is nigh. There's nothing, no much, nothing much we can do. No hope. But as it's moving along, it goes through the area where I think Pao gets captured by Kurokawa. Where we find Jellyfish Head, who just kind of shows up, and all the uh, always at the most inopportune times too. And she gets stuck, getting oh yeah, basically Absolutely. like faces death every time she comes across anyone in in the Bisco party. We'll say, um, and Milo's there, but he realizes, and this is where we find out that the giant Sujin is Kurokawa, or at least the soul of Kurokawa is in him. Because Milo kind of like stands up on top of mountains like, hey, you're looking for Bisco. Well, I'm right here. And you're like, what? And then he huh? injects himself with, I think, the, key, the rust eater 
cure. He's already I, it was injected himself with the rust cedar. I think he injected himself with something else because the I don't remember what color the rust cedar was, but I think he injects himself with a new or another type of uh, injection that kind of gives him not a stamina boost, but like basically like what is the word adrenaline boost? Yeah, that Wait, just whatever. makes him go ham. But not not just that he kind of takes on the persona of Bisco too. Like the mannerism, mannerisms, oh, yeah, his yeah, cadence, yeah. like the cadence of his speech, like how the he yelling, just, yeah, like everything, like the facial features, it all sort of mimicked uh, Bisco when he is fighting. So yeah. you're like, whoa, what's happening there too? But any, the, basically, the episode ends with Jobby and Milo just shooting mushrooms at him, like nothing is really working. Octagon was there, just you know, scuttling around, being his little big crab self, and then. The giant Sujin just kind of like at one point they shoot just a ass ton of mushrooms into him and they all eventually fall off and the robot's like fuck this noise and just puts his head up to the sky shoots a giant rust ball high up into the air and it just kind of plummets right back down and explodes and Octagawa right Jabi and yeah like right in front of him and the the whole crew like jumps off the side of the cliff they're like oh shit. Didn't expect that to happen. And it next to Ranking of Kings, another very kind of eerie, creepy ending of just the robot like explosion in the background. And you it's just it's screaming like into the nothingness. And it just yeah. ends. You're and you're like, yeah. whoa. This show's fucking bonkers in all the best ways. Oh I, my god, yeah. I love it. And it, it sucks like I I loved Demon Slayer, the Entertainment District arc, but like, I'm having a hard like. If they nail this ending, ooh, I don't know. I don't know which one I'm gonna like better. Yeah, I mean, if you think about Demon Slayer, which again, I I also loved as well. Demon Slayer ended up being a total of ten episodes. Not, was it ten, ten episodes? episodes? The tenth one was like forty three minutes, forty two minutes, yeah. something like that. Yeah, right around right around two episodes ish, like they were saying. Yeah. Um but the the one sort of like small, minor not even really a hiccup, but the one negative piece you can associate with this recent season is that half of it is just one battle. Right? Like yeah. half the season is just them fighting well, you know, the first two episodes are them fighting the Ebby belt and the female demon. First two and a half, probably. And then the remaining portions of the fighter with the brother and the sister. So you're talking, you know, a large portion of the season just for one battle. Meanwhile, Bisco is like constant, just you're moving from one area to the next. You've got this really insane world that they're building too. Cause again, granted demon slayer took place in one area, just the entertainment district, which, you know, we expected that they weren't going to travel too far outside of that, but yeah. it, it's so hard to compare the two because you're getting an entire world building, like experience well, you're getting an entire though. world compared to an, an entire city. Yeah. But, but just in terms of like how the seasons progress too, I mean, You've had sort of the ebb and flow of like backstory, but still entertaining to crazy fighting sequences to, you know, more backstory and lore 
to crazy fighting sequences. And now, you know, we're entering into that final sequence of here's the last battle. Yeah. Give it all you got. But it's my, only two or episode two episodes left. Two episodes left. Um, my not necessarily argument against it, but like my one kind of just poke a hole in your whole plot line there is that this is Bisco season one compared to Demon Slayer season two. We already know like I'll even give it kind of two and a half because you've had a season which was two courses long, like is a two core. Excuse me, I had a burp there. Uh, you had a two core of a season one, and then you had a movie, and then that leads into season two. Like you know what the world of Demon Slayer is. Like Bisco, you're yeah. building that world around this season of what you're yeah. being introduced to. So I feel like if you're comparing apples to apples, like you got to compare season one of Demon Slayer to compare season one of Bisco, which far and wide Bisco's better. To in in my opinion. Yeah. Well, that's why I said like it, it's hard to compare the two just because of that fact. Like yeah. it, it, it wouldn't be fair to either show really just because one is just getting off the ground and one is already pretty set. So, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, if we're judging it just based off of overall shows, you're looking at it just within the silo of winter season 2022. It is so tough. Like, yeah, it's so tough to grade them against each other because they're, they're both fantastic in their own ways. Exactly. And that's why I'm just like, ah, is this number two or is this number three? Because hey, definitely got... my dress up darling is by far none. Like it it is Woo it is we got best two show weeks of the season. left. Two weeks left to decide. Anything can mm -hmm. happen. And anything can happen. Like our show blowing up and thank you all for joining us this week. Ah, good transition, not really. <laughs> Anywho <laughs> That's probably one of my worst transitions into an outro. <laughs> Golly. I I Anywho, it. we appreciate you guys joining us this week and listening. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, and you want to just reach out to us and just say we're idiots, find us at Bakako Podcast at, on Twitter. Uh, we also have a Discord. You can join it there and really tell us why we're dumb. We, we blame you for that because we know it. We do. So um, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. It'll be the episode before the season finale, and we got to figure out if there is a week before the season finale and the next season so we could do of like this is what we're watching or if we have to do an extra episode because i like doing those episodes in between of just like this is what we're gonna watch next season even though this entire season we've been like yeah next season next season next season we're gonna watch this 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 like it's just it is what it is yeah. but um we'll have to keep into, into consideration too that attack on titan's taking a week off for their final episode that's right they are so we got they are they are watch out for that too so it's gonna be bear with us folks it's going to be a crazy next few weeks in terms of getting everything finished in winter and then getting our bodies and minds prepared for spring because holy shit i already know Yo, there's five shows there's five shows in spring that i definitely want to watch and like a handful more that i know i want to try to see if it's any good and we'll see if it is from there now fuck no i watch more of side tangent real quick before we we did this outro we're almost done <laughs> You just had to fucking bring it up. I continue watching Overlord Season 3. What the fuck is this show? What bullshit is it's this fantastic. goddamn show? Hey, let's go to this. You know in Season 2 where we gave this potion to this one person and now they're really... Fuck off. You're getting so nitty gritty into these small, tiny fucking characters. It doesn't matter in your grand scheme of bullshit. 
It Yay. doesn't. And it, what is the point Thanks, of the show? Yay. He's not trying to get home. Until next time, Spark Triumph, we'll see you then. Bye. Back up. Back up.